listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. How was your day, huh? Was it pretty good? Well, we hope to uh, take your mind off some of the things that's been going on as far as the, uh, you know, coronavirus is concerned, the the COVID-19 pandemic. But having said that, I hope that you are doing what you are supposed to do. Washing your hands, sanitizing, you know, doing what you're supposed to do. Okay. Keeping, keeping your distance, not crowds. All right. That's what I hope that you're doing. So we were chit chatting in our pregame show. Uh, JP, Giselle, uh, uh, and Kyrie. And, uh, we came up with, we had this great discussion about sports movie soundtracks. Okay. And so we got into this debate. So I want to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. I want to know what your all time top five sports movie soundtracks. Okay. Your top five sports movie soundtracks. Okay. Now, I'm going to uh, let JP do his, and and I'm very curious to hear what comes out at number one. So, JP, give me your top five sports movie soundtracks. Well, coming in at number five, I have a uh, Rocky gonna fly now. Mm-hmm. Like that's a classic go to. You hear it from every movie, commercial, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest I didn't do in any particular order, just because okay. some have more of. Uh, sentimental meaning than the others gotcha but of course uh remember the titans uh teen spirit i mean titan spirit was one of them mm-hmm. uh i also have the space jam theme one of my personal favorites uh grew up on that especially michael jordan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh coming in at number two i want to say i have the tiger by rocky three okay and then last but not least just because i've sang it probably like Every graduation from mm. like pre-K to about second grade, I right. believe I could fly. Okay. And that wraps up uh, my top five. All right. Go ahead. Sing it. I believe I could fly. Oh, wait a minute now. Yeah, yeah. The vocals. Yeah. yeah you don't know, Larry. Now, wait a minute. Wait <laughs> a minute here. <laughs> All right. All right. So let me see now. Um, here's Kyrie's top. Well, here's his five. I don't know if they're in any order. I'll just give you five. Uh, he has, I believe I can fly. He says, yes, I know. <laughs> Eye of the Tiger, center field, basketball, Curtis Blow, and uh, Willie Beeman from any given Sunday. So that's interesting. All right. Here's Giselle's. Giselle had uh, Space Jam, Eye of the Tiger. He got game, wild thing. Hmm. And you're the best around, and he had Hearts of Fire honorable mention. All right, here's my top five. This is from five to one. Everybody, you know what? I, I like going the distance from Rocky. You know when he's it, it's you know when he's getting ready, you see him working out, you see him lifting, you know, uh, uh, lifting the tree trunks and all the other stuff. That that that's the part. That's the song I like. You know, I have the tiger was nice and all this. Living in America was great. I enjoyed that. But for me, it was going the distance. Uh, titles, Chariots of Fire, Titans, Spirit. Remember the Titans. So you and I agreed. Yeah, I believe I can fly. Don't judge. 
And for me, the number one was he got game from Public Enemy. I really, really enjoyed that. So you guys can weigh in. What was your top five all-time sports favorite songs of those soundtracks? You know, and we may have to do something a little more with this a little later, but I want to find out what your top five was. 1-800-919-3776. While you weigh in on that, and you can also hit us up on Twitter with your top five. At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven FM. And we'll, uh, see what you guys got cooking. Couple of things that I will have my eye on tonight as we uh, line the calls up. And that's going to be, uh, the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manford is going to be on with Scott Van Pelt at 11. I'm very curious to say and see what's going on with major league baseball because there's some talk of them. Extending the season, you ready for this? Until possibly December? Can you imagine the World Series being played in December? Ladies and gentlemen, if the World Series is being played in December, it is being played at a neutral site. (laughs) Meaning it's being played in Miami. It's being played in L.A., It's not being played in New York or Philadelphia or anywhere on the East Coast. Okay. That's for sure. Because there's no way that you're going to be playing baseball, World Series baseball. All right. And it's 25 degrees. It's bad enough normally in late April when, when you've got players with one hand in their back pocket and the other hand in their glove. And they've got the, you know, the ski masks over their head under their helmet. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's going to be an issue, right? So, uh, needless to say, I don't see that happening at all, but it is, it's fascinating to me that the, the contingency plan is ready to stretch forward. Now, the other thing that's fascinating to me is look at the NHL. The NHL has already canceled their draft. All right. Their draft for the date, which is about what? Two, three months away. NFL still talking about doing theirs, right? NFL still talking about getting, doing the draft. Now we know it's not going to be in the, in Vegas. All right. Because you know, they've already said we're shutting that down and we're shutting down all the things, all the specialty, um, all the specialty events around the draft. So you know it's not going to be held there. And how are they going to do it? Is it going to be done in like the one room and people would just, you know, everybody will be on their on their Skype with with the sponsor, clearly. <laughs> everybody will be Skyping with the sponsor. And that's how they will that's how we'll know what's going on. The draft will be this way, the draft will be that way. This one will say I mean, you know, when you think about it, how did they normally do the draft back in the day, right? They did it quietly. They did it where it wasn't a whole lot of people involved. It wasn't, it wasn't the main event that it is now. There's no question about that. And of course, there's the NBA. And what are they going to do? So there's a number of different, different, uh, ideas that are floating around. And this is because people and the leagues all, all get it. People are just going nuts with no sports, with no live sports. So how quickly can they do it? 
So while you're calling and giving us your top five movie songs of all time, I want to ask you this and weigh in on this too at 1-800-919-3776. How soon are you willing to go back to an event when it comes back? Would you have to wait, let's say, uh, a week of games? Would you, let's say it's, it's a daily, let's say it's Major League Baseball. When Major League Baseball comes back, and I use them because they play every day. When Major League Baseball comes back, how soon do you think you would feel comfortable enough, okay, to go back to a live event like baseball, understanding all that we've been through, all that we've been talking about with not having, with with distancing and, and stuff like that? How close would you be? How quickly would you think about returning? to a live event. I got to be honest with you. It would take me a little bit of time. It's not something I'm going to rush back into. It would take me a couple of weeks to see, to make sure that everything was okay, to make sure that everybody was safe, all the testing was good, before I took that chance on coming back to watch a live event. And I think that has to weigh in on all the sports leagues to make their decision on what to do and how soon we're going to come back. The longer you distance yourself from how the virus has gone and what's happening with the virus, the longer you distance yourself, I think the better chance you have of trying to get back to normalcy in the right time frame, because as we keep saying, you don't want to rush things back. All right. You don't want to be in a position where, you know, you had, you rush people back and then you have to pull back again and pull everybody out and start from scratch. That's not what you want to do. And that's something that major league baseball has got to decide. So all this, all this has to be taken into account. It's the same thing that has to be taken into account with the NBA it's the same thing that has to be taken into account in the NHL. Not only when will we get the when can we get the game back where it means something. And when I say means something, it's where it means something to us and balance that would mean something to the fans. Because there are baseball purists, like Mariano Rivera, who was on the Michael K show a couple of weeks ago. And he said, hey, guess what? 60 games, we can't play a 60-game season. That, that's not paraphrasing him. That's not going to work. That's, that's, not, that, that's, not, that's not a representation of a real season. Well, we're going to have to grade on the curve here, ladies and gentlemen, because 162 games has been the real season. There's no way you're getting 162 games in this year. So even if you play 50 and I know ideally, you, you know, Joe Buck said 80, 81. After that, you probably would have to cancel to postpone the season and pick it up next year. But there's some, I would think that for the good of the fans, you could play 50 games. You could play 50 games and the team with the best record in those 50, they move on and go to the postseason. It's going to be an asterisk to this season anyway, no matter what you do. No matter when you start, no matter how many games you play, this is going to be the outlier. This is not the norm. 
it's going to be different. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. How soon do you think it'll take you to get back, to go back, to watch a live event? Also, for your discussion tonight, former Nick head coach David Fisdale tells the Knicks if he were them, he would get a deep three-point shooting point guard that would make them such a better team. It would make Mitchell Robinson an unbelievable player. That while he loves the current Nick point guards, loves them, they all have the same issues. They can't shoot threes. And the other topic for you tonight, give me your top five sports movie songs. Not the soundtrack, the songs. Top five sports movie songs. So a couple of things for you to discuss. 1-800-919-3776. Andrew's in Jersey. Andrew, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Hello? What's up, Andrew? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Holding up? All right. Yeah, here you're fine. What's going on, my friend? All right, so uh, no really particular order, but um, I'm going to say, well, yeah, I have one favorite, and that has to be We Are the Champions, The Mighty Ducks. That might okay. be the best the best song in any soundtrack for uh, sports. And then I got Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what is it called? Um, um, got Hearts on Fire. That's another okay. great one. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do another Rocky, Rocky one, Eye of the Tiger. Right. And you guys ever seen The Miracle? Yes. Yeah, yes, the, the well, the song itself, the, the Miracle. I mean, mm-hmm. if that doesn't give you chills, I feel like you're probably a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it does, Andrew. That, that's a pretty good list. That's a pretty and good list. last one, mm-hmm. um, I might say uh, the this is kind of a random one, but Feel the Dreams. I like okay. the, the cornfields when they're all yeah. coming out. That was a great song. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that's my top five. And then maybe right. a bonus one. I'll say Remember the Titan. That whole Remember soundtrack is great. So, that, so that's your honorable mention. My honorable mention right there. All right. That sounds good. All right, Andrew. Thanks for checking in. 1-800-919-3776. Hey, Marvin, you're next on 9870 ESPN. What's up, Larry? What's up, uh, My top five. I'll go with Rock, the first Rocky. Okay. Charity to Fire, mm-hmm. um, the theme from Annapolis, um, the theme Field Dream. The theme from what? Annapolis, the movie Annapolis. Okay. There's a boxing scene in there. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, tra- the training film. And um, I, I, like the, I like the theme of 42 with Jackie Robinson. That was a good theme. I, that was a good yes. theme. But okay. I want to say this, Larry, you give me a few yeah. minutes. Sure, I want to give a shout. I want to give a shout-out to all my MTA brothers because when they talk about the people on the front line, they never talk about the MTA. But our conductors and our bus drivers out there facing the foe, all right? But I also want to encourage people, look, I'm an Iraqi veteran. If I survived that, in the name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'll survive this. And I wish everybody at ESPN the best, and I'll be praying for all of y'all. Marvin, I appreciate that. Thanks for the phone call and checking in, and I appreciate what you're saying. You know, it's true. We don't we don't talk too much about the MTA workers, the folks who the conductors and the motor people who, you know, 
get us to work. For those of us who are working, for those of us who have the, uh, you know, who have to get to our jobs because we're on the, like you said, on the front line, you know, you're the, you're, you're the vehicle. So yeah, we, we thank you for what you're doing. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. 1-800-919-3776. John is in North Bergen. John, you're next on 9870 ESPN. How you doing, Ari? What's going on, my friend? What's up, partner? Not much, man. Again, great show. I love listening to you, my man. Thank you, uh, Real quick, uh, my top five, I even have them on, on, in order. Uh, number one's got to be going the distance, Rocky, hands mm-hmm. down, motivational, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. To this day, I still get goosebumps, you know, when he's training and he's screaming, Creed, Creed, Creed. <laughs> oh, man, I'm getting chills right now, Larry. <laughs> All right. Number two's got to be, again, Hearts of Fire, Rocky Four. When he's running up the mountain in Russia training, that one is also, you know, as a high school athlete, wrestler, um, football player, you know, we would play that in the locker room, you know, to pump us up. Mm-hmm. So number three has got to be um, the just the original score from Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the name, but just the main theme, you know, when it ends, when it starts, just the main theme. That's amazing. That one is a good one. Yeah. Uh, number four, Larry, um, Journey, Only the Young. Every time I hear that song, it reminds me of Matthew Montine running in the sweatsuit to to school, cutting weight. That's the vision quest. You know, he's cutting weight. Right. You know that movie, Larry? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Okay, that's number four. And number five, um, every time you hear this one, you got to be like, oh, my God, that's Rudy. But the yeah. Rudy theme when he's yeah. when he's training, you know, like, <laughs> oh, you know that one. And you also get goosebumps every time I hear it, Larry. So, so those are my top like five, Larry. It sounds like to me, John, that you lean more towards the inspirational uh, songs in the movie in the sports movie soundtracks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, t- I'm getting goosebumps right now as we speak. <laughs> All right, that sounds good, my friend. Thanks for checking in. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Hey, you know what? There are special everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Here they are. Listen carefully. I know you've heard them before. You can probably say them along with me. Just make sure that you're doing them and the people around you are doing them while you all are sheltered inside, you know, for the moment. Okay. Wash your hands, right? Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. And be sure to clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. JP sang his number one, which was very impressive. Very, very impressive. Uh, The other guys didn't even want to open their mouths. So you give them credit. No All competition. Right. No, no. We, we, we know when we need to back it up. <laughs> All right. So now I, I'm going to assume 
that Giselle, since he went from one to five, uh, that Space Jam was number one. So, uh, JP, just give us a little look to, to represent Giselle here. Give, give us a little of his number one sports song. Well, you know, I could bust it down and sing it. Uh, how do you want it, Larry? You want to want me to play it or you want me to sing it? You uh, know, I got great vocals. Well, why don't you play? We, we, we're not going to push your vocals too much. Oh, man. I was ready for this. <laughs> All right. You just give me a few minutes. I got you. No problem. No problem. You you handle that. You you take care of that. <laughs> uh, boy, I tell you. He was ready to sing. He just wants to sing. 1-800-919-3776. Want to hear your top five songs. Also, a couple other things for you to weigh in on. An article I saw today. David Fisdale. Says, listen, Knicks, you need some scoring point guards. Listen, Knicks need point guards, period. It's a bonus if they can score and hit the three. That would be a bonus. All right. That would be a bonus. But yeah, definitely. And what's interesting is, which is something like we don't know. Come on, coach. Uh, what that would do for Mitchell Robinson. Obviously, it stretches the floor. It makes his job that much easier. He could go bang on the boards. I mean, it, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Of course, that's what they need. They also need a score. They need scores, period. Give them a score at the small forward? Yes. Give them a score in the backcourt? Yes. Give them a, a score coming off the bench? Yes. This is a league that is dominated by the three. Teams who perform well, teams who will go deep in the postseason whenever the postseason begins, are going to be teams who have three-point guys and have more than two or three three-point specialists. Because there's going to be one night where one of your guys is not going to be able to hit the three with a map. With a Google map, he won't be able to hit a three. So you need to have other options. So clearly, that would be the way that you need to go. All right? So yeah, of course the Knicks need the, the Knicks need talent. And hopefully they'll find some things in the in the in the draft when they, you know, in the NBA draft. They're a lottery pick, clearly. So hopefully they'll be able to find some, but for me, my priority would be a point guard that that can Run the offense. Plays defense, can run the offense, can create, can get to the basket, and can hit the three. But if he can't hit the three, if he can create and get to the basket and set other people up, I'm good. I'll roll with that. I'll roll with that if they could do that. That that's what that's what I'll be happy with. If he can swing if if that point guard can swing that, I'm good. What are your thoughts on that? 1-800-919-3776. Also, as you've heard, we've been giving, we've been getting your top five sports movie songs. Can't wait to hear from that. Can't wait to hear about that. Also, how soon do you think from the time that sports comes back, live sports comes back, how long do you think it would take for you to be comfortable? going back to watching a live event. How long do you think it would take for you to be comfortable to go back watching a live event? 
She got a couple of things on the table for you on this edition of ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Mark is in Newark, and he's next on 98.7. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's up, my friend? Are you okay? Yeah, I didn't jump out the window. Well, I know, because you couldn't. I couldn't. Plus, there was a cop down there and everything. That would have been good. Hey, Larry, my top five. Yeah, uh, this is going to be good. Number I, I can't one. Wait. No, no, give me five. One. Give, give, no, save one for last. Go, go, go in reverse order for me. Save one for last? Yeah, okay. save one for last. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll go with Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely Chariots of Fire. Um, I'm going to fly now. And, um, and then uh, Living in America from James Rocky Brown. Dragon. Oh. Yeah, 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 definitely. The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I believe I can fly. Mm-hmm. And I guess my number one would have to be I will survive from the replacement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that and, Can I tell you something, Mark? For me, yeah. that's an underrated movie. Oh, I no enjoyed question. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> when they started doing the electric slide, I was, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you was too, right? I, 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 I didn't see it coming. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. Uh, one thing um, yes, before I go. You know, uh, for some reason, I'm laying here doing my daydream thing, Sean, as I got off the, my windowsill, and my mind just started wondering, you know, I really hope. Oh, yeah, two things. One is for baseball. Um, mm-hmm. You were pondering the amount of games. I think that it could be done relatively easy depending upon the time. Like, if we're gonna, if we're able to have baseball in June or May, um, I think they could just use their computer algorithm things and and we can get a hundred games. Just squeeze out mm-hmm. sixty-two. Cut it like a like a like a piece of cake. Squeeze out right. sixty-two, yep. and whatever the end day was, minus the sixty-two, add it to the next game at the end, and we still have it. And it would be just like the season really didn't change. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think that they could do that relatively easy if we can get it back by May or June. Right. We can get it feel almost like a regular season without all those extra games. And the other thing was, you know, I just keep uh, having thoughts about Robbie Cano, man. I just think he, I just really thought he was just bracing for a monster year. He's just too good not to, you know, I think he was just getting his feet wet and he just really started to get his sea legs under him as we winded down the season. I think he was prepared for a monster year, Larry. What do you got? You know, Mark, it, it was, it was interesting you say that. And thanks for the phone call, my friend. Um, he in the first half of the season last year, he looked like a boxer who got old all of a sudden. Like he was really good, and then it happens in boxing, and, and that's why I use that analogy because you see it. A guy walks in the ring and it's like, man, he looked like he got old overnight, and the bat was sluggish, and he, you know he he just didn't have any life and. It was weird because I expected, having covered Robbie Cano for almost his whole Yankee career, I looked at him as a guy that, okay, maybe he's not going to run the first base hard all the time, but he's a guy that I felt would be able to continue to hit, that 
the issue was going to be with him was, okay, he's a, he's in one of those moods. He's not really hustling, but not that he wasn't hitting. I felt that he would be a guy that would be able to continue with the stick. And he would, even though his bat may slow down some, it wouldn't be as bad as it looked last year. He almost looked at the start of the year like he was swinging a heavier bat and it wasn't working for him. That's how he looked last season. Plus, understanding that he was held out for the steroids, he was for steroid suspension, he comes back and I'm like, you know what? He wants to show that he didn't really need them. So I was expecting a big, big year from him. So I'm with you, Mark. Uh, I hope he gets that this year. So a little bit of it late in the season showed some signs, uh, but, but they really need him not only to hit well, but they need him to, to do some, to, to his defense has got to improve as well. Okay. And we understand his range is not going to be as great, which puts more pressure, you know, on whoever's playing shortstop on any particular day that you may have to cut off some, you know, cut off, cut off some balls in the hole. And then again, with the shift, you know, who knows where you're going to line up these days anyway. But there's no question. You need him to come back to being at least, if not the 300, you'd love to see the 300 Cano. But you got to give me 280, 290. And I know that's what not what Sabermetrics is now, Larry. We don't need the, the high average doesn't indicate a whole lot of stuff. If he gives you power numbers and hits 250, 260, we're okay. No, no, that's not his game. At this stage, I, I need the average from him. I want, I want to have, I want the average. You know, I'll take the power whenever necessary, but I want the average. I want like 280 and up. That's what I would love to see from Robinson Cano this season whenever it starts. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Trey is in Brooklyn. Texas. He's next on 98.7. Hello, Trey. Consigliere. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, sir. You? I'm doing great. Thank you. All right. I, I love I love the, uh, the, the, the audience tonight. They're beautiful. I hope everybody's healthy and well. I hope your families are safe. hope you're sterile, washing your hands like the great Mike Breen just said. Wash your hands and we will get through this. Yep. Um. Awesome topic tonight, Larry. I love the questions. I love, I love the, uh, love, love, love the, uh, the songs I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me give you my five. You want me to go backwards? You want me to go forward? You want me to start in the middle? Cause I think I really know you go like my line. You know? Okay. Save number one. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I probably will. Save number one for last. Count them okay. down. Count them down. All right. All right. The fifth one. Pain from Tupac Shakur off the above okay. the rim soundtrack. Mm hmm. An amazing track. Amazing. Yep. Yep. Uh, four, the late, great Phyllis Hyman. Magic Mona, mm. the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Yes. Mm. Love Phyllis. Number three, we're going to go Billy Preston and Sarita, go for it, from the Fast <laughs> Breaks now track. I knew y'all, I already know. I already know you. <laughs> Do you approve, Consolieri? <laughs> yeah, you rolled it right along. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, number two, I heard a lot of Rocky tonight. There's one that I did not hear mm-hmm. from the from the one of the greatest composers ever, Mr. Bill Conti. Um, remember at the beginning of Rocky Two, what was the name of that joint at the beginning of Rocky Two? When you take him to the when you take him to the hospital. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The horns, just ridiculous. Okay, mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Number one of all times, Larry. Yes. The spinners, no one does it better. From the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Larry, uh, let me tell your audience a small yeah. story real quick. If you go to YouTube and you put in the fish that saved Pittsburgh, <laughs> Moses Guthrie, Dr. J playground scene, Larry, mm-hmm. Larry Hardesty has seen this movie a million times, so he knows one. the scene. <laughs> Dr. J goes to the park mm-hmm. with a ball in mm-hmm. some wingtip shoes, Larry. Wingtip. That's right. That's right. Yep. And he puts on a display for three and a half minutes, a display of excellence from the third greatest small forward to ever play this sport. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it was amazing. And he does it to no one does it better from the spinners. And it's masterful. I listen to it every morning before I start my day. It is one of my favorite songs, period. It's a it's an amazing it's it's an amazing composition simply because of all the instruments. And it's it's not used now in music. You know, it's a lot of you know, a lot of BS with music now. Mm-hmm, but back mm-hmm. then they used instruments. You know what I mean? And that's and that's what I was feeling like. The horns in this song are crazy. Larry Hardest, the audience, please go listen to this record tonight before you go to. No, don't do that. Listen to it in the morning because you might want to go out and just like go play basketball in the park. And we got to practice social distance, so don't go crazy. And, this will make and, you want to go. This will make you want to go get five people and go rock. And and let me just say this: uh, there was no stunt double for Doctor J. <laughs> oh no no no! Oh no no no! Oh no! Like and like I said last year, wingtips now. Wingtips. The man was out there spin moving, going between his legs, going around one leg. Uh, Larry, come on! He and then he does the famous grab the rim and go to the other yes. side dunk. You remember yeah, that dunk, yeah. Ralph? Yeah, Larry, I, do. I, do. I do. Larry, we are dating ourselves tonight. But yeah, we are. But we, family. we are. But I'm just saying, you know, we we tell you this is one of your top movies. So this is, this is you got to, you know, that's a, this is this is the one. I mean, uh, Larry, <laughs> I'm gonna mess around with all this time on my hands, and I'm gonna get that screenplay going. That that's why I'm now, at. That would be interesting, movie. man. I'm gonna have to rewrite this thing and get it cracking, man. That would be interesting. That really, really <laughs> would be interesting to see that screenplay. They need a bas- oh, they is- need another basketball movie because I don't nobody want to see Space Jam but these kids. Yeah, I know. Let's well, get a real see, basketball yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, you know, they didn't see the original. Exactly. You got so, and I, you like know. I said, I employ your audience to go to go watch. It's a great yeah. movie. It's, it it's is. not as slapstick as it sounds. The basketball yeah. is authentic. You have yes. over thirty Hall of Famers in this movie. That's right. Over over thirty between all the teams that played in this movie. There are yep. thirty Hall of Famers in this movie. So yep. it's not. It's a slapstick comedy, but this is a really good movie, man. It I'm is. telling you, it's a, it man. Is. And the basketball is second to none. Also, like I told Ty, check out Fast Break while y'all got some time. Yeah, yep. New York, y'all sitting on y'all behind. Go watch Gabe Kaplan and Bernard King put yep. on a show. Yep. Uh, the Knicks. Here's here's a published report. I'm you're a Nick fan. I want to get your reaction to this. Oh God. Knicks are likely to guarantee Reggie Bullock's salary for next season. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. All right, Larry, I, right, Larry, I got to go. <laughs> hey, you know, I love I love his defense, man, but I, we don't need to start guaranteeing nobody's deals no. right now, man. Nope. You know, we need to nope. keep the deck clean and, nope. and, and let Leon Rose do his due and yep. get some players in here. I want some damn players. And, yep. and my heart and condolences go to the Towns family, what yes. they're going through right now. Yes. And if we could get that kid here. That's what I'm talking about. Forget it. And you, and you know who the other one I want out there is Phoenix is just rotting away in that awful time zone. Just rotting away. That kid is Madison Avenue. 
get Devin Booker to New York City, please, so he can sell some sneakers and win us some Eastern Conference championships. Absolutely. Oh, Leon Rose, and these are his clients, right? That's right. That's right. Oh, Larry, we got to get that kid to. Oh, like that. Naturally, you don't go get no damn. Who's that early? Chris Paul and yeah. Big Mac Biombo. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants that. We don't want that, Larry. We want no, some we players don't. here. No, That's we right. want some damn players, Larry. We don't, we've had enough. We've That's been right. through enough. Enough is enough. Now let's get clean. Let's get unsick and let's heal this world and let's go win a ring, New York, because we need some titles up in here. We sure do. It's been a long time. Thanks, Trey. 1-800-919-3776. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? How you doing? What's up, partner? Bro? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm hanging in there, man. I was a little discouraged to hear that they had 12 deaths in the Elmer's hospital last night. Yeah. So, heart goes out to those families and all that, man. This, this is really tougher, tougher than any of us expected it to be. You know what I mean? And I hope, and it's, it's a shame, but I hope this makes people take it seriously. You know what I'm saying, Buddha? I hope I yeah. hope folks understand yeah. how serious this. This is no joke. This is, this no, is joke. no joke. No joke. No joke. No joke. No joke. You know, um, in terms of the music, I know it wasn't a movie, mm-hmm. but um, anytime that white shadow comes on, they had not only the opening theme, but yeah. some of the themes they had when the little skits was going on. That music was very tight. It was. But something, something, something today, like really, like pinched a nerve on me, man. I'm, I was okay. watching ESPN. And they got the, um, you know, the, the, the who's the greatest college basketball yes. player of all time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who they got these votes from. I mean, I, I have no idea who they got these votes from. Mm-hmm. But they voted Shaquille O'Neal as a better college basketball player than Lou Alcindor. <laughs> and, and um, you know, listen here. Listen here. I don't know, you know, when did these, these polls start? What year? You, I mean, maybe 1994. You started watching basketball, but I mean, I mean, you could talk to any of the old cats in the barbershop, anybody in the corner. They talk to you about that power memorial. That 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 boy Lou Alcindor was a bad boy. He was better than Shaquille O'Neal was in high school. He was definitely better than he was in college, and he was better than him as a pro. Yeah. Like what? Like like what is going on? What, are they asking people that are only twenty three years old? Here's the <laughs> so, thing. Come on, man. And, and see, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing for young folks. You may not know this, but there was no dunking in college for a number of years. Mm-hmm. During the time that Lou Alcindor slash Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played, there was no dunking. So if you're looking for big-time dunks from Kareem or something fabulous or, you know, taking the rim home with him on dunks, you couldn't dunk. So that's you know, what made his sky hook even more dominant in college. I think people remember Kareem as like in the later years, you know, when Magic was the man, and you know he was a little, you know, he had the George Jefferson going on, you know, you know, with the ball head and everything like that. But um, the man's dexterity and athleticism, I mean, Will Chamberlain hated him yes. because he was he was jealous of him. To be yes. quite honest, he, he was. was jealous of him. He, he hated him, and I mean, my man was, you know, he was working out with Bruce Lee. Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. Like, come yeah. on. Who are they yeah. getting this information from? <laughs> I mean, just by the fact that he still is the all-time NBA scoring leader tells you something. Tells you um, something. Um, it does. Mm-hmm. And his versatility for what – for what. and listen, I, I, my colleague Stephen A. Smith says it all the time. It's the most dominant shot in basketball history. 
because you couldn't stop yeah. it. From either side, he shoot it from the right side of the lane or the left side of the lane. And if and you think of him, that's right. And hmm. if you think of him as just being the guy that Magic used to wait for when when the Lakers couldn't stop, when the Lakers couldn't run. All right, let's wait for the old guy to come down. Guess what? You know why they waited for the old guy to come down? Because the old guy could still hit the hook shot all the time, all, all the, the time. time. But if you want to all see right. the real Kareem. Go back and look at him with the Milwaukee Bucks, with Oscar Robinson and Bobby Dandridge and that crew. All mm-hmm. right. look, look at him. Mm-hmm. Then look at him in battles against uh, Willis Reed and Nate Thurman and Wes Unseld and Elvin Hayes and and uh, and Will Chamberlain. That's when you see how dominant Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was. He was like a gazelle running that floor, he was. man. He was. he was like a gazelle running that floor, man. Like he I found that highly disrespectful. I found that highly disrespectful, Larry. I yeah. found that highly disrespectful. And I mean, like only one or two people were calling that out. Like, what the heck is going on? I mean, the TV star in 1994? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it did not, Buddha. <laughs> you too. Thanks for the phone call. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.